You are listening to the Rabbit Hole My people's bones have enriched the soil, and their sweat has moistened the fields. And it's hard to think of simply giving up this country after the investment made. This is Joan Murray, and our guest today is the multi-talented and multifaceted Miss Maya Angelou. Would you say that you have always been a black or were you at one time Negro? <laughs> I, I don't. Uh, I don't hold with uh, with um, the the current uh, revolution. I mean, the current element in the revolution, faction in the element in the revolution, who who say that um, you must call me black, or you must call me Negro, or you must call me Afro American. I think that that's a waste of energy. It's a little like saying a person is a little pregnant. You know, you either are or you aren't. <laughs> <laughs> you seem to be a very strong woman. You know where you're going. Well, I don't know very about creative. that. Very creative. Well, creative, I hope so. Uh, about the strength, one, one is forced in, in this particular society. There's an, 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 an esprit, a uh, spirit, uh, the American spirit, which we are all, I- I- you know, inundated with. Uh, black, white, Jewish, Chinese, uh, doesn't matter. We, um, you can tell an American by the way he walks, by his, his competition, his sense of the competition, which is a wonderful and formidable uh, uh, gift, I think. Uh, in, in, in the society, if one makes a, a cut, say, into the mountain of the society, one sees the strata. On the top, there's the white man. On the, n- the next level is the white woman. The next level is the black man. And on the bottom is the black woman. But actually, diamonds are formed only by the great pressure over a long period of time. That piece of carbon that's on the very bottom is the one that will become the diamond. So you think that means it's the black woman? Yay! <laughs> <laughs> Beautifully said. <laughs> Maya, you have already had such a fantastic career. Could you give up a career for marriage and just home in the kitchen? Honestly, no. I, and first of all, I wouldn't be able to, I wouldn't fall in love with a man who would ask that of me. I feel when I do a piece of poetry that makes me, that pleases me, that, that really succeeds as a piece of work, or anything I do, I like to go to my man and say, see, Daddy? See, I did that, and I want him to pat me on the back or something and say, that's very good. You know, I'm very proud. Do more. Are most men intimidated by you and your accomplishments? Unfortunately, yes. It's very sad. Because I'm very happy, you know, and I want to be able again to, to, to put that into the family till, you know. Yes. Because I appreciate him for what he does. If he's a a great blues singer and has no education at all, I don't feel I'm better than he, but unfortunately, he says, you speak seven languages and I can't hardly get to English. And yet he's a genius. And he won't hear me when I say you're a genius. Yes, thank you. Peace, 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 y'all. This is Shane, and I'm back again today. I wanted to do something special. There's a great deal of thought that goes into them and how and what I want to talk about or what type of information I want to release out to the internet or the world wide web. Um, And 
what better way to do that than talk about women, ladies, females, in a very good, positive perspective, however. Um, Today, well, this month, the month of March, marks uh, Women Women, uh, History Month. And its origins, according to the Library of Congress, the origins of Women History Month date back to 1981 when Congress uh, published a, a public law, Sections 9828, which requested and authorized the president to proclaim the week of March 7th in 1982 as Women History Week. So it originally started out as, as Women History Week, or just one week. Uh, but then again, over the years in 1987, after being partitioned by the National Women Histories Project, Congress published another public law, 1000-9, which designated March of that year as Women's History Month. Between 1988 and 94, Congress passed additional resolutions uh, requesting and authorizing the president to proclaim March of each year as Women's History Month. Then ever since then, every president, uh, presidents from uh, President Bill Clinton, President George Bush, as well as uh, our recent uh, President Barack Obama, they all have issued a series of annual proclamations designating the month of March as Women Histories Month. And then in 2011, uh, February 28, 2011, President Barack Obama, uh, he marked the first day of Women History Month this year. Uh, The White House released the first comprehensive federal report on women since 1963. And that report is entitled Women in America Indicators of Social and Economical Well-Being and its statistical portrait showing how women are faring in the United States today and how their lives have changed over time. So I wanted to definitely take some time to recognize women in the month of March and take some time to actually look at some of the women in my life that has been very uh, caring, very inspirational, um, and continue to um, continue to inspire me to be the best person I can be. Right, so that's what I'm doing today. So this podcast is ded- dedicated to all of the women um, in the world for all that you do for yourselves, for your children, for your communities. Uh, whatever it is that you do, this podcast I hear music. goes out to you. Mighty fine music. We heard music. Music in the air. Up above my head. I hear music in the air. Yeah.
Right now is what I like to do is go ahead and talk about some of the women in my life currently that I have a strong admiration for and a very deep level of respect for. Uh, first and foremost, one of the women that uh, when I was actually a youngster, you know, 9, 10, 11, 12, uh, my Aunt Mary, Mary Jane Hare. She she lives in Saginaw, Michigan, and uh, she had a she still has a beauty shop. And during the summer, she always allowed me to come and uh, work in her beauty shop with her, sweep up hair, uh, uh, go across the street to Seven Eleven at the time to buy you know snacks for you know my cousins or you know get her her uh, her cherry Coca Cola Slurpee. And um, just hang out with Aunt Mary. It was always cool to hang out with Aunt Mary whenever um, I needed anything. I needed lunch money or anything. I could call Aunt Mary, and she would make sure that I had it. She's not a um, very rich woman, um, but she was very rich with her heart and her spirit. She's still alive to this day, and she still works in that 
uh, beauty shop, and I can call her today, right now, if I have anything that I need. Um, I, she will go ahead and make sure that I get it. Fortunately for both of us, um, I haven't had to give her that kind of call in a very long time. But for all my other cousins and uh, and and family members who are a lot younger, um, whoever need anything, need uh, you know some good words of encouragement, need a good laugh, um, they will always they can always call Aunt Mary, and she'll go ahead and make sure she she uh, take care of in the best way she can. And even today, whenever I do go back to Michigan. I stay with Mary, and um, it's, I could probably get the best rest I ever get, um, you know, just like being back home, no no concerns. And, um, you know, just, so a shout out to you, Mary. Another woman I'd like to go ahead and recognize is my mother, Linda T. Ford. Uh, and she's a very inspirational, very strong woman as well. Um, I talk to her probably on a weekly or maybe even a bi-weekly basis, just catching up with her, talking about the kids, talking about her grands, talking about what she's doing with herself. And I'm very proud of her. She's um, overcome a lot of struggles of her own, and um, I'm very proud of her and what she's doing with her life, um, she's def- definitely an inspiration to, um, you know, to what what strength of a woman actually means. Um, no matter how challenging the world is, no matter how dark your darkest day may be, you can over- overcome all of that, over all over, overcome all of those challenges, and um, you know, be here to enjoy your grandkids and your your children. So I'm, I'm very proud of her as well. And then also another uh, woman who's no longer with us, um, my grandmother, uh, we all call her Mama Ethel, Ethel Hare. Uh, she passed uh, a few years back. And she she was always a, a very nice lady. And anytime I'll call her and uh, say, hey, Mama Ethel, how are you doing? She was like, God is good. He woke me up this morning. God is good. I don't have any complaints. And she will say that every single time I will call her. She uh, read the Bible on a daily basis. Uh, she always went to church. Um, she always, uh, whenever the grandkids would come over and uh, visit her, she always meet us at that door, either through the garage or the front door, welcome us in, anything I, you know, she always has something on the pot cooking, always a plate, nice hot plate, just waiting for us and just uh, just eager to listen to what was going on with us. Um, but then always um, able to uh, guide us with her words of wisdom um, and through and from the and, and through the teachings of the Bible, uh, you know, she would um instruct us to always do better for ourselves, um, always take care of our families, um, always get the best education we could, and that God was good, and God is good is the truth. Another woman is uh, my wife, Leah McGowan here. Uh, She's been on some of our podcasts in the past, and she's a very dynamic, very strong, 
very focused individual, um, probably one of the most focused persons, people that I actually know in my life. Um, she she runs with a, a very tight circle of very motivated, very strong women. So um, I can understand where she gets that from. All of them are very driven. All of them work extremely hard. All of them are exceptionally smart and have a, a very deep passion for um, their husbands um, and their children um, for themselves and what they're doing um, in the community. And um, I, I really appreciate her. And she's probably one of the reasons why I really wanted to put this special podcast together was to um, recognize just just women for all the great things that you you actually do. The month is really to honor and celebrate the struggles and achievements of American women throughout history in the United States, right? Um, so if all of you get opportunity, go to the Library of Congress and do a search for Women, women History Month. It, the last time it was published or updated was probably in 2011, um, in March, March 8th. And, and, and then in addition there, uh, on March 8th, it is actually International Women's Day, which is a global day celebrating the economics, political, and social achievements of women past, present, and future. In some places like China, Russia, Vietnam, Bulgaria, International Women's Day is a national holiday. So in countries like that, where it's International Women's Day, they actually probably don't have to go to work. Those banks are closed. Schools are closed. Um, and I'll, I'll be very interested to have a better understanding of how they actually celebrate those days. Um, and I would hope that in America that uh, we can have the same type of holiday where it's actually a uh, national holiday. So going back to uh, women that I recognize that's close to me within my circle that inspire me to be the better man, the best man that I can be, the king um, that I am. Um, I, I can't leave out Leah's mom. Her name is Marty Jubri. She, uh, when Leah and I met, she was always just, you know, very, um, I guess I can say partial to me, you know, as long as I'm doing what I'm supposed to do, um, as long as her daughter was being respected, which I've always showed her a great deal of respect, no matter the situation, um, her mom was cool. She'll sit back, crack jokes, you can have, you know, serious serious conversations, those soft-hearted type conversations, you know, comedic conversations, or she would just go ahead and just tell these stories. She was a very, uh, she was an intellectual. She was definitely a scholar. Anytime you've seen her, she'll be reading a book. Um, and she absolutely loved her grandchildren. She loved her grandchildren. You can just see when, uh, you know, one of her grandchildren come in, just, you know, she can be just sitting there, just relaxing. And one of those grandkids will come in, boom. It's just like a whole nother woman. She, those those children gave her energy. They gave her life, and she 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 did a whole lot for her her grandkids and us. There's a lot of times where we wanted a date night. You know what? Marty will come through, 
you come go pick her up or she'll catch that bark <laughs> and uh she have her little cart and you know she'll carry her little overnight clothes we'll say we'll we'll come pick you up but no she always insisted of uh you know being very independent when she was uh she have her cart it was a red cart those little two-wheel carts that you carry you can put all your stuff and she'll always bake some kind of like little cookies some little cakes um have it in her little cart and she'll always make like you know these little hats she's always knitted hats and like little shoes or little socks or little gloves for the kids and all kinds of stuff when we had the twins she knitted them up you know any kind of uh clothing you can imagine from hats to a little parkers to little to little booties to little blankets we actually have a few of those blankets still around here somewhere but um she was very um she was definitely introverted um very very smart and she always had something going on and most of all she was just always just real easy to have a conversation with and um laugh with she she'll always have a joke um, always have something very warm to say, and was never at all any had any kind of judge judgments in her. Um, but when she she did speak, you did listen because she didn't really speak a whole lot. But when she spoke, you know it was very well thought out, and that she really she really um, she really meant it. Um, so rest in peace, Marty. Rest in peace, Mama Ethel. Um, and, all, and to all you other wonderful women that I haven't um, um, highlighted or uh, paid tribute to during this podcast, know that you're, you're loved, know that you're respected, and, um, uh, you know, let's, let's continue living living life and moving into the future. You see the wonders of Jehovah, but I know if it wasn't for the sisters, a lot of brothers would have faltered. Some say girls believe in material things, fancy clothes and chains and things. I know if we were not humble, a lot of brothers would stumble. So take a look, look, it wasn't written in a book. Woman teaches that the young generation Stronger than a roaring lion Let me hear the voice of a million Woman, don't give up even though it's hard Woman, one year we will get reward Woman, we have to keep we end up to the sky Me no say it all but make it try Well, to every woman everywhere This song me dedicate Woman no one fight it in a life I try to elevate Juggling, juggling, still not give up the faith Woman who a liar, woman who a eagle, woman who a sell food out of school gate. Independent woman who always a try, hustling for the better as days go by. Woman who a doctor, teacher, who a educate. Don't give up the fight cause the job you're doing yet. Woman who a carry mother and father, Lord. Don't get weary and jump overboard. Mass me know it's not an easy road. So woman, mothers of the greatest nation. Teachers of the young generation 
Martin Luther King. Um, and when he passed away, that that was probably one of the t- toughest days of her life because they were very close. Um, but then she also uh, traveled to Africa with um, uh, uh, Brother Malcolm X. As a teenager, uh, Dr. Angelou, uh, love for the arts, won her scholarships to study dance and drama at the San Francisco Labor School. At 14, she dropped out to become one of uh, America's first African-American female cable car conductors. She later finished high school, gave birth to her son, Guy, a few weeks after graduation. As a single mother, she supported her son by working as waitress, as a waitress and a cook. Um, however, her passion was definitely music, dance, performance, and poetry, um, which would eventually take center stage. And I'm gathering all of this information right here from the www.mayaangelou.com. If you ever get opportunity, definitely check out uh, her, you know, her her books that she that she's written. Um, the collected autobiography of Maya Angelou, a song flung up to heaven. Uh, Maya Angelou gathered together in my name. Um, another book is Even the Stars Look Awesome, and so on and so forth. She, uh, in 1950, joined the Harlem's Writers Guild. With the guidance of her friend and novelist James Baldwin, she began work on the book that would become um, I Know Why Cage Bird Scene. It was published in 1970, and I know, uh, I'm not sure today, in high schools, if it was required reading, but um, back when I was going in, in, in into school, in high school, I believe either in ninth or tenth grade in one of those English uh, classes, it was required reading. And it actually received international acclaim and made the bestsellers list. Maya Angelou has written over 36 books. It just seems that any time you, you, you heard uh, Dr. Maya Angelou, that she was always just on a whole nother frequency of humanity, but then she was always just grounded with with the regular person. One thing that that I realized when listening to all of the commentary and all of the um, individuals who knew her and talked about experiences with her. Um, was that she was always learning. She was always learning. I remember watch when David Chappelle in, interviewed her. It was maybe five, maybe eight years ago where he did an interview and he was enthralled by her. Just amazed, but really it seemed the opposite, where she was amazed by him and his skill and his genius. And she was really asking them great questions. Where do you find your inspiration from? How, what's your process of developing your commentary? Um, what's your background? Um, you know, what, it was a very real, very honest conversation. And after watching that, it it led me to think of whenever I'm having conversations with people, it's not about what you're trying to get from them or what you're trying to gain. It's really about learning about them. 
understanding them, making more of a personal personal connection with them. And as I watched that episode so many years ago, I can vividly recall just that type of connection that that they had immediately. Um, and then, of course, she went ahead and gave them a tour of her vast estate, of her reading room, um, and then actually of a garden, I believe she had. And in this garden, there were statues of uh, great men throughout history um, that she she went, that she had in her, her garden and that she will go and actually meditate or do some of her work in where she found her inspiration, which I found very interesting at that time. Did you know that she actually danced with uh, the the famous Alvin Ailey group? Um, they normally come out to the Bay Area um, once a year, um, and they put on one hell of a show. If you really enjoy the art of dancing, definitely get an opportunity to uh, go to an Alvin Ailey show. You'll be blown away just with how the human body moves to sound. You can just definitely feel the the, the energy, the passion of these these dancers. Um, but she was a Alvin Ailey dancer, which was amazing and. She recorded her first album, which we'll listen to shortly, Calypso Lady. And then in 1958, she actually moved to New York, where she joined the Harlem Writers Guild, acted in off-Broadway productions of Gene Gannett's The Blacks, and wrote and performed the Cabaret for Freedom. And her name definitely has to go somewhere in the history of America, in the history of the world, um, and definitely places throughout uh, African-American history. Um, but because of her work in civil rights, it's been she's been widely recognized as a international ambassador for goodwill, crossing lines of race and colors. She has served, she has served on two presidential committees. President Clinton requested that she compose a poem, poem to write at his inauguration in 1993, Dr. Anderson's reading of her poem, On the Pulse of the Morning, was broadcasted live around the world. I'm sure many of you have uh, seen that. If you had not, definitely check it out. Secondly, Dr. Angelou was awarded the President Medal of Honor in 2000. In 2000, Dr. Angelou received the National Medal of Arts. She penned the poem Amazing Peace for President George W. Bush and delivered the poem at the 2005 Christmas tree lighting ceremony. And then under President Barack Obama, he presented her with the Presidential Medal of Freedom, the country's highest civilian honor. And that was given to her in 2010. So she definitely was no ordinary lady. She was a very just masterful lady. Like I said, she received over 50 honorary doctorate degrees. She was actually a uh, professor at Wake Forest University for more than 25 years. Um, So to her, I salute her, and I'm glad to be able to talk to, uh, to her and her points that she's made throughout history. Many of those I barely even touched on, but please do your research on her. 
please do your writing. Go ahead and discover all of the great things that Dr. Maya Angelou have contributed to our lifetime um, that will definitely, without a doubt, continue to flow into the future for future generations um, and definitely for uh, women, um, you know, to be empowered to do the very best that they can in their communities for themselves and their families. What I need for you all to do is listen to our past recordings. As you know, we have, uh, this is our 10th podcast. Let me repeat that. Our 10th podcast. And I'm so excited simply because I wanted to put out something that's inspirational uh, for many who listen to learn from, to be inspired by, um, and to continue living out their dreams because this right here is definitely one of my dreams. This is something that I have 100% control over. This is something that I absolutely love doing. Mixing, um, you know, teaching um, through the platform of the Internet by using technology. I'm using audio technology here. I'm using um, computer technology. I'm using Internet technology. Um, I'm using, I'm utilizing this platform um, and, um, and I really enjoy doing it. So thank you again for uh, your time. Thank you for listening. But definitely go back and listen to some of our past podcasts. The Rabbit Hole Podcast, 25 Reasons Why You Are Great. Uh, we also heard from Heidi McGowan, 
dynamic women in Hollywood. And she talks about her role in Hollywood as a production manager, very important role. We also talked to a, a Chinese medicine doctor, Chris Rando, and we talked about, you know, holistic health and, you know, what it takes to be a holistic health practitioner today and where medicine actually is leading to actually a hybrid, hybrid type of approach to medicine. It's not all about, you know, going to the doctor, getting a uh, prescription for some kind of schedule five through two uh, narcotic and, you know, putting a Band-Aid of whatever, on whatever issue you're having with your body, but really taking a holistic approach through Chinese medicine, through the medicinal herbs, um, through the acupuncture, through the massage um, that have been in, that's been a whole lot of research conducted that's actually helping people get better. Uh, but most importantly, we talked about that proactive approach where it's the it's the relationship between your provider and you. So if you're at, if you're if you're practicing a healthy lifestyle, you're eating good, you're exercising on your end, but then in addition, you're going to a holistic healthcare provider. They're providing you their services. You're working with them as a team, and with that collaboration of one another, um, you have a better opportunity at becoming well. And then a psychology of mentoring was another great conversation with a very good friend of mine, um, mentor of mine. He was the one who spoke about, you know what, get yourself a mentor. No matter what field you win, find a mentor in that field. As you learn, as you become more engaged in your field, as you find your passion in that field, those mentors can help you and lead you on a right on, on a right track, right? We we also had a very important conversation during that time where if you actually have a mentor, but at some point, once he's mentored you to the point for you to go on to another mentor, right? Once you actually get to your mentor's level, there's nothing more he can do but basically be support for you at that point. But there's no more guidance. There's no more... Um, you know, him leading or, or getting you to think in a certain terms. Once he's actually brought you up to the point where you guys see eye to eye, where it, it may be in a lot of cases where you guys may have been, may are peers at that point, he definitely suggested, you know what, find another mentor at the next level up to help you stay focused, to help you, uh, you know, get the energy and help you get the, the, the correct information to be successful. So, and then we also have my first podcast, Women in Cloud Computing. Cloud computing is the latest and greatest technology. It definitely tells you that how technology is opening up to to women in that field. Um, a lot of women are, they're holding positions on, um, on the board, um, management director, executive level type positions. Um, there definitely are change makers in that in industry with has a infinite infamous um history of just being a male only males only type fraternity a lot of uh african Americans a lot of hispanics a lot of asian Americans or um, uh people from all over the world they're getting into these positions 
They're making changes. Their ideas are being heard and implemented, and they're running these great companies. So definitely check out those podcasts. And I'd like to thank all of you who have listened, who have been my supporters. I think the last time that I actually looked at some of the stats podcasts, I think I may have gotten 200 and approximately 250 some odd uh, listens. And I'm so happy that someone's listening here. If you ever have any questions, if you have any suggestions, any recommendations, what I'd like for you to do is contact me. I've developed a new website. I built it all myself. If you look at it right now, still we're still tweaking it. We're still adding the necessary information. We're adding our widgets. We're adding our RSSS feeds. We're adding little calendars. We're doing all kinds of little funky things. I've created my own little icon. Um, just check us out, shanehair.net. If you want to find the latest and greatest podcasts, I also have a link there called the Rabbit Hole Podcast. So check us out. That one idea that I started with, you know, when I wanted to do podcasts, now have led to over 257 listens, led to uh, space on Blog Talk Radio. I also have an iTunes um, podcast. We also have uh, SoundCloud podcast. And now we have my own website, ShaneHair.net. So check us out. I'm trying to put it out on every platform I can, and I want your feedback and providing great information for you all. Thank you.
So next up, I would like to talk about another very inspiring woman in history currently. She's a Bay Area native. She's currently the attorney general in her second term for California. Can you guess who that is? Can you guess, can you guess, can you guess? Well, let me tell you. Camilla Harris. She is currently the attorney general, politician, and member of the Democratic Party, 32nd and current attorney general of California since 2011. She actually graduated from Howard University and the University of California Hastings College of Law. She worked as a deputy district attorney in Alameda County from 1990 to 1998. She served as managing attorney of the Career Criminal Unit in San Francisco's District Attorney Office from 98 to 2000 and as Chief of the Community and Neighborhood Division in the Office of San Francisco City Attorneys from 2000 to 2003. And then in 2003, she was elected as the District Attorney of San Francisco. Uh, she was she was also reelected in 2007 and served from 2004 through to 2011. And she was, uh, like I said, she's currently the uh, electric, elect, elected attorney general in 2010, and she was reelected in 2014. And I believe currently she is running for the United States Senate seat, uh, which was vacated by Democrat Barbara Boxer. Um, in the 2016 election. So let's hope that she goes ahead and succeeds and she uh, she wins because I think that would be great. That would be a great look for California. That would be a great look for her. I know that she's an awesome person. Um, I, may, I, I crossed her path like once many years ago when she was the uh, district attorney of San Francisco. Now I say, hi, Ms. Harris, how are you doing? She's like, I'm good. <laughs> I'm good. Y'all be safe out here and uh, just as cool as can be and and kept it moving. Um, But she was born in Oakland, California. Her mom was a breast cancer specialist uh, who migrated from India. And then, of course, her father was a Jamaican-American who was a economics professor at Stanford University. She's a very strong woman in the sense that, you know what, she's dealing with the laws of the land, the laws of California, the laws of uh, the United States of America. Let's go ahead and go into some more facts here. She, regarding financial crimes, uh, Harris has prosecuted numerous financial crimes throughout her career, particularly those affecting elders, those involving high the use of high technology and identity theft. She has indicated that as attorney general, she will crack down on predatory lending and other financial crimes. What's another good one that, that I've read of, of her? Education. Uh, she argues for treating habitual and chronic truancy among children in elementary school as a crime committed by the parents or truant children. She argued that there are direct connections between habitual truancy in elementary school and crime later in life. 
she has received the endorsement of the California Federation of Teachers. So she definitely um, projecting that, you know what, if kids are um, not going to class in in middle school and in, in elementary school, that they're skipping class because of either something that's going on at home or something that's happening at school, that as a result of that, later on in life, they're going to be those criminals. So what we want to do is we want to go ahead and set up uh, procedures and processes right now to make sure that those kids stay in school. City of Roses, City of Roses, 
All right, if you're listening right now, you're listening to, to the Rabbit Hole Podcast. And right now we are celebrating women, the appreciation of women. The And we've so far talked about Dr. Maya Angelou. We talked to, about some of my personal um, inspiration, women who have who've inspired me to be the very best that I am today, um, who, is, who, who I consult with on a daily basis and who I recognize and love. In the month of March, which is Women Appreciation Month. The next person that I'd like to discuss is Michelle Obama. Boom. Y'all didn't see that coming, did you? But yeah, Michelle Obama is definitely a change maker. She is the United States of America First Lady. She's actually a lawyer as well, who is the 44th First Lady. She was born in 1964 on January 17th, so she just actually had a birthday, which is pretty cool. Um, And she definitely doesn't look anywhere near her age, I have to say. She attended Princeton University, graduating cum laude in 1985, and went on to earn a law degree at Harvard Law School in 1988. While in law school, she worked at a Chicago law firm where she met Barack Obama, President Barack Obama. Uh, they end up marrying in 1992, and her her entire name is actually Michelle Levon Robertson. She was uh, raised in the Chicago South Side in a one bedroom apartment. Her her father was a factory worker. Her mother was a secretary. And one thing I wanted to talk about specifically with Michelle Obama is um, some of the initiatives that she's been promoting over the last few years. Some of the initiatives that uh, Michelle Obama have, has been working on since 2002 is the Let's Move campaign. I know many of you may have seen those uh, images of her on television, just knocking out, beasting out on those push-ups. Very inspirational, um, especially inspirational for our children bringing together community leaders, educators, medical professionals, parents, and others in a nationwide effort to address the challenges of childhood obesity. Let's move as an ambition goal to solve the academic of childhood obesity within a generation, whether it's providing healthier foods in our schools, helping kids be more physical, physically active, or urging companies to market healthier foods to our children. Let's Move is focused on giving parents the support they need to make healthier choices for their children. Very important. What we feed our children definitely impacts their learning, um, definitely impacts you know how they focus in class or in environments that require them to probably slow down and you know think. I know that a lot of underserved um, neighborhoods um, might not be able to uh, provide the best um, sources of nutrients um, to their children, and it's initiatives like um, uh, Michelle Obama to um, get people to begin thinking of those alternatives instead of you know giving your kid a piece of candy. Um, how about giving them an apple instead or a banana? Instead of giving your kid um, soda, 
or or some um, manufactured type sweet drinks, something like a Kool-Aid or something like that. You know what? There's water. Water's always better than all of that stuff. Um, or, you know, instead of giving them those artificial juices, go ahead and give them, you know, a real apple juice, real cranberry juice, real um, orange juice. But if you can't get any of that, good old ice water always works better. It's good for your body. I think they say that 90% of our body is actually it is water. So, uh, you know, when you have water, you think clearer. Your joints work move better. You have better digestion. By digestion, drink that water. And instead of candy for those kids, give them fruit. Um, you know, I know it's very difficult um, to get away from the processed foods, but the less processed foods, the better. Stay away from those foods that's high in fat, high in sugar. And that's that's processed because, uh, you know, a lot of them are processed. There's a lot of chemicals and materials that go into them that have absolutely no nutritional value. Another initiative that uh, Miss Michelle Obama has has uh, been working on since 2011, she actually uh, partnered up with Dr. Jill Biden, uh, the vice president's wife. They came together to launch Join Forces a nationwide initiative calling all Americans to rally around service members, veterans, and their families and support them through wellness, education, and employment opportunities. Joining forces work hand-in-hand with the public and private sector to ensure that service members, veterans, and their families have their tools they need to succeed throughout their lives. So for a lot of our service members coming back from those wars, um, they definitely need help. Um, coming back, transitioning back into, you know, our normal type of society. I don't know if you've seen them on TV, but I've seen them on TV where one day these guys, they're being shot at in the war zone, and then the next day they're getting off a plane, you know, looking at their wife and kids, like, welcome back home. And you can still see that look in their eye like, you know, what the hell is going on here? They trade in their guns, they, you know, they they get a haircut, they get a nice shower and all that good stuff. Then they're just released back to their parents. I mean, not back to their parents. I'm sure probably in some cases, yeah, released back to their parents, but really released back to their family um, and released back into society without any true type of transitioning um, for them to get back into uh, school or get into, you know, regular type of work, you know. So there they set up initiatives to help, you know, society welcome them back. I know that a lot of corporations, they also have incentives to, initiatives rather, to bring in uh, veterans into the work workplace um, to, to let them acquire new skills. Um, I know my wife's job, she actually set up a program or she worked with a program to get veterans um, into cloud computing. And from my understanding is uh, several of them that who went through her class, they now they're now actively working, uh, continually working um, in various um, companies um, dealing with some sort of cloud computing, if it's development or administration. Um, this was an opportunity that was provided through her company 
to actually provide them with training um, and to get them jobs and a better way of life, something completely different from the war zone. So big kudos to uh, uh, Michelle Bobbin and Dr. Jill uh, Biden uh, for their efforts in this because it's definitely needed here. And then finally here in 2014, um, Ms. Obama uh, launched the Rich Hire, the Rich Hire Initiative an effort to inspire young people across America to take charge of their future by completing their education past high school. Rather, at a professional training program, a community college, a four-year college, or university, Reach Higher aims to ensure that all students understand what they need to complete their education by working to expose children or students to college and career opportunities, helping them helping them understand financial aid eligibility, encouraging academic planning and summer learning opportunities, and supporting high school counselors who do essential work to help students get into college. Yes, and that's another thing that I really admire about Michelle Obama is that, you know what, she want to make sure that our kids are healthy. She want to make sure that our kids coming out of high school that they're able to um, understand a path into college. She want to make sure that our veterans that's coming back from these war zones, they can transition, smoothly transition, or there's some kind of program set in motion for them to transition back into normal society. So awesome. Thinking about the future, thinking about what's currently going on, trying to, Make sure that uh, children who have these symptoms of obesity, that they get past that, that they heal themselves. But most importantly is college. This is one of the purposes and one of the reasons why I want to do these type of podcasts, these educational type podcasts. For those who are listening that can hear some, some hint, some piece of inspiration to help them go further in their, their jobs in their academic careers, in their social lives, in their family lives, whatever they want to do, but be the best and do it on a positive vibration. Uh, Initiatives like Reach Higher, hopefully they provide a pathway uh, of guidance for a lot of these students to understand um, how to get into college and be successful in college.
We are talking about uh, women in history. Most importantly, uh, Women Appreciation Month. So far, we talked about women who I find um, innovative, who I find inspiring, who I deeply love and respect. Um, and now what I'd like to do is talk about this next person. This person is a young person. They're, they're a young person, but they are definitely our future. And our future, some of the things that they like to do is, one, make their father just so excited, so happy. Every time I think about her, anytime I have a conversation with her, I just feel so good. My heart just get all bubbly, and I don't know if it's just that, like that whole little daddy's girl thing or whatever it is, but um, our daughters, they're the ones that kind of, like, you know, turn us into, like, real true kings. Um, they're, they're the ones that um, make us definitely want to do the right thing. I always want to be a great example for her. Always want to go ahead and show her love and appreciation. Um, in her own right, she is growing up to be a very, very dynamic, very focused, very independent, very strong female. And this is definitely by design because we understand the importance of, you know, having a sense of self being um being being self sufficient um uh, for for our young for our, our for our children both our boys and our girl she she loves to write i mean this person right here she definitely beats to her own tune uh she every day constantly working on something always creating something um, she definitely has that leadership spirit. She is. She enjoys math, and ho hopefully we can get her to talk about it. She's pretty shy at times, but you know this shy is something like a Martha Jubilee, right? She's 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 very quiet, you know, pretty introverted. But when she actually speaks, people listen, people understand, people follow. And she leads. Um, so we'll talk about talk about some things that she like to do and what what she expect to do in her future. All right, ladies and gentlemen, the next guest is a very special guest of the Rabbit Hole Podcast. Her first time on the microphone, her first time ever being interviewed. And in the spirit of Women Appreciation Month, I want to go ahead and introduce to you my daughter, Simone. Welcome to the show. And how old are you, Simone? Six. What grade are you in? First. First, what, first school? First grade. First grade. What do you like studying at school? I like, well, we study different things sometimes. Okay. Um, And I study the hyena. What did you learn about the hyena? Yes. When, this is one of their amazing facts. When they're excited, they make a giggly sound. 
Can you demonstrate that giggly sound? I can't. <laughs> well, why not? Does it go, ooh, ah. No. Baby, ah, 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 ah. Okay, no, it doesn't. Can you give me an example, at least, so that I know? <laughs> what else do you like studying? Well, now, in first grade, it's almost the science fair, so we have to study different insects, and I'm studying the leopard tortoise beetle. And there's a story how a story how I got it. Okay, how did you uh, get selected to study the tortoise leopard beetle? That is not its name. It's the leopard tortoise beetle. Oh, the leopard tortoise beetle. What did I say? The tortoise leopard beetle or the beetle tortoise you, you leopard? Went, <laughs> you went the tort the tortoise leopard beetle. Can you tell us an interesting fact about the, the leopard tortoise beetle, correct? Yes. Okay. So give us an interesting fact about I'm the, sorry, I can't because I haven't studied about it yet. I mean, but I know it's my insect. Do you know anything about this leopard tortoise beetle? All I know is what it looks like. Okay. Like what? What does it look like? Looks like a ladybug, except it's brown with black spots. Okay. And it has a clear shell over it. Nice. Do you know where it's found? No, but there's another there's another type of insect called the tur tortoise beetle. It's um endangered species, I think. Okay. All right. So what else do you like studying? I hear that you're pretty good at math. Yes. What's your favorite type of math to study? Hard. Hard? So are you talking about subtraction, addition, no. multiplication? Okay, here. This is what I'm talking about. So first level, second level, third level is the hard. Okay. In your class? Yes. Okay. So well, they're the fourth level, so. And a third, no, fifth. So. Okay, so you're in mm -hmm. level one, two, three, four, or five. I'm level four. The word in the community is that you're a teacher's assistant because you finish your work uh, quickly and it's always con correct, and you help out other students with their math problems. Is that true? Yes, I'll tell you that story. So, so, when it was snack time, Ben told Jan that I was the only one who got my math packet right. And then everyone gave me a big clap. So, uh, math was right after snack, first snack. And then, um, so, Jan was at the rug if anyone needed help, they had to come to the rug. But I stayed at the tables and helped people. That's good. How do you feel about that? Okay. What class do you like? I like pretty much Spanish just... music. So in Spanish, do can you give us a phrase in Spanish? Is your favorite class 
right? So give us something in Spanish. Pero. It's a little. It's a puppy bunny. What other words do you know in Spanish? I used to know how to say pig, but now I don't. Me llamo Simone. Si. Uh, hermano. Hermano is brother. Hermana is sister. Hermana. Okay, and then music is your other favorite class, mm -hmm. right? Yes. And I hear that you're a pretty good singer. Is that true? Yes. Can you sing a song? Yes, I can. One, two, a one, two, three. Sally went over the sun. Sally went over the moon. Sally went over the chimney tops every afternoon. Ole! I also hear that you're very good, exceptionally good artist. I am. What do you like to draw the most? Hmm. That's a hard question. I'm kidding, it's not. Puppies. You like drawing puppies? What do you like to draw with? Pencils, Crayolas, paint, chalk? Well, pencils. Mm-hmm. Mm -hmm. Why pencils? Because whenever I mistake something, I always say. But, but if I say I need, well, I also like to use um, colored pencils. You could erase that easily. But say if I use marker and I messed up. I would have to crumble my paper up and waste paper. That's what I do. What's your favorite color? Purple. Purple? Purple, no. light blue, and light green. And hot pink. And hot pink. And do you use these colors in your art? Or is it colors that you like to wear or colors that you like to? I mostly use it in my art. Mm-hmm. What I really use actually in my art is brown. What do you want to be when you grow up? An artist. A karate person. No, I'm kidding. I'm not. I also <laughs> want to be a baker. Okay. okay. So what so I like to do is thank you all for listening to the Rabbit Hole Podcast. Once again, this is Shane Hare. And you can reach me at Shane at ShaneHair.net. Once again, like I said earlier, we went ahead and created our own web space where you will find information about me, find information about uh, the podcast, find out information about some of the other videos that I've produced, um, other things and this stuff that I'm just currently working on. Um, you can also reach us through Blog Talk Radio. You can follow us on Blog Talk Radio, find the Rabbit Hole Podcast. And then also there's our Facebook book group, which is the Rabbit Hole Podcast group. So thank you all for listening. And I really appreciate uh, anything. If you have any feedback, if you want to be a, uh, uh, a guest on our show, Please reach me uh, through the website, through our email address, through any of our Facebook or, uh, or social media groups. I would love to hear from you. I would love to hear your ideas. Um, I would also love to hear any of your critiques or any suggestions on how to make this podcast more effective, more interesting. Um, but until then, I'm going to go ahead and keep coming up with these great ideas and um, releasing 
out into the universe what I feel is important, what I feel is positive, what I feel is great. Um, and I'm in a, in a hope to touch you um, in, in your spirit, to uh, inspire you to do what you want to do in your, your life um, that you're passionate about. Because I'm definitely passionate about this technology um, and about teaching you. Be curious of life, discover new experiences, all it and always. I mean, always envision yourself in the future. Peace. This is Rabbit Hole Podcast. Peace. Never had a problem. The devil was a care. And love was ever flowing. And it's feeling shared. No.
Come 